This is Dane Caligiuri. Hello from Gelsenkirchen to all the Schalke Americans. Blau und weiß sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Shark America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Uh, welcome to episode 181 of Shark America, obviously. <laughs> But more importantly, Victory Monday. Welcome in my co-host, Jack Mangan. Happy Victory Monday. Happy Victory Monday to you too, sir. That was a little bit of misdirection from you up top. Kind of a smooth, <laughs> subdued couple seconds there before you got a little animated. I was going to say, it's Victory Monday. What are we doing here, folks? Yeah. Uh, no. But yes, Victory Monday for the second consecutive week, no less. Um, something, once again, uh, not, 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 a, not a consistent occurrence uh, this year. So very happy. Would have been nice to uh, experience that victory in its entirety at ESPN Plus, looking at you at the moment that we pay a subscription fee for. and. The entire first half stream was unavailable, unfortunately. Uh, may have to get Shaka TV back up and running. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I think they might have disbanded Shaka TV, honestly. But we'll, we'll figure that out. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, for as much as we're paying for ESPN, which is, you know, nickels and dimes compared to Sky, Sky, Sky Germany, uh, still, you expect it to start the game on time. Uh, and they did not. They didn't start until the halfway mark. I mean, they should get half their paycheck, right? And it wasn't just Schalke. It was the entire Bundesliga, which is a, a slap in the face, honestly. Um, I heard the stream was up on Hulu, so I don't know if it was an ESPN issue or what. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty pretty piss poor from ESPN, if I must say so myself. But you also think they would have some sort of way to get access to the footage for the first half, and when you make the games available on demand, potentially fix the issue. But not only was it the live streams that had the problem, but all of the on-demand ones, from what I can tell, at least the Schalke one, Yeah. Um, wasn't fixed either, which I think is just kind of ridiculous. Like when, I mean, obviously you're getting more than just the Bundesliga, but some people subscribe to ESPN Plus specifically for that, and then you're just like not providing the content, which is unfortunate. So, exactly. um, anyway, uh, the good news is a victory against Bochum, second consecutive uh, relegation six pointer. Uh, maybe not the best performance of some of the recent matches. I'd be interested to hear what your take was, but we got the result regardless. Um, and got it fairly comfortably in the end. How did you feel about things? Yeah. Uh, first off, uh, so drinking the Angry Orchard, the uh, Angry Tree, and actually even sporting the Angry Tea t-shirt in honor of our man, Marius Bulter. But uh, shout out to everyone in the chat uh, who is here tonight. Also, shout out to those who join in in the watch along as well. Jack, um, we're on a six-game unbeaten streak, right? Two games in a row against back-to-back -back relegation six-pointers, as you mentioned We feel, I feel like we're at the tippity top of the mountain, but we're only halfway there to our goal of survival of the season. So on a good trend, um, I agree with you, though. I think of our last six games, and honestly, the last two games have been the least impressive of the, of the six. I mean, that's what I feel. I mean, like the first four games, we should have won all of them one nothing. right? We great performances defensively, really didn't give up much uh, on the defensive side. The last two games, they were better. I mean, they were good, but we they, we are plays where we had lapses in moment in judgment right if the last game fairman giving up that, that that goal against um uh what's his name um i forget his name anyway from distance it should have been a, should have been a goal and in this game borna was it borna yeah sir it's borna and uh borna, so, so. and in this game 
It was okay. I mean, like, but you look at the passing percentage, and we'll get to that, but it's like 59% accuracy passing. That's that's poor, Jack. Uh, so I was I wasn't impressed overall. Thrilled with the victory. I mean, a victory is the victory, that's all that's important to me. Um, I guess you feel the same way in terms of how it looks stylistically. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen we, we know the position that we're in. I don't think um, fans are particularly concerned about how pretty the football is at the moment. Uh, we're concerned about just grinding out whatever points we can and getting the results. Um, and particularly when it comes to these relegation six points, it doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to it has to be three yeah. points, and we got it. So, you know, credit to the team. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think they probably created, you know, more than we did in this game um overall uh not that they created a ton but you know and yeah just troubling from like a even low possession uh low passing accuracy uh you know not not particularly accurate shooting in terms of like the shots on target those sorts of things um <clears throat> thank you anthony as he uh shouts us that's just true you know shaggle fans everywhere um uh, we appreciate that uh something to celebrate right uh yeah but um like I said, yeah, it doesn't doesn't have to be pretty. And, and the thing is, you know, in, in the six game run that we've had, still only one goal conceded in six matches, which is ridiculous for like any team. And the fact that it's coming from a team that until this game was still bottom of the table is uh, is pretty remarkable. Um, so, you know, credit to, to Rice and the staff, uh, yes. credit to yes. credit to Jens coming in and, and being the partner that Yoshida needed to kind of settle things down. Credit to Matriciani the last couple of games for stepping in at left back and um, stepping up and being able to put in a shift. Uh, you know, the spirit in the squad seems really good at the moment. Um, they don't seem to be playing with a lot of pressure. Uh, I really do feel like that that emphasis early on where Rice said, like, you know, like, we're, we're the hunters. Like, we have to, like, kind of chill out. You know, like, and it's, you know, it's it's all just kind of, like, gravy for us kind of a thing. Like, uh, we have to have that mindset, and I think that's I think that's a good way for the team to be operating. And, you know, hopefully the belief is coming back a little bit. I think Stikaden has, uh, has it dead on. It's a Jens appreciation moment. I mean... We've looked so calm defensively for the most part, in large part to uh, Mercedes Jens. Um, not that he's been looked, you know, 100% bulletproof in, in this whole process. He's had his blips, right? But for the most part, he's calmed our defenses. He's helped our defense become more aggressive than they normally are, allowing us to kind of dictate how people attack us in a, little, in a, in a sense, if that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, well, again, we've, we've talked about this every podcast since he's joined us. He's just been. Uh, a breath of fresh air, and Yoshida has said just as much the same. Where he said, "You know, I feel like I'm finally playing the competent um, back where I don't have to feel like I'm doing two jobs versus my own." So, uh, yeah, absolutely appreciating appreciating uh, um, Maurice Jens at the moment. And um, yeah, and as, as Cascadian Pixie mentions in the chat here as well, um, uh, Leverkusen, I believe, beating Hertha right four four one, and then Bayern yeah. uh, finding a way to get past you know uh, you know two one as well. So other important results around us to kind of keep. Uh, uh, that that gap from widening back up after our Saturday slate victory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get into the lineups. Uh, interesting lineup in this one, sort of. Uh, Bruner back in the back in the starting eleven. Good to see him back. Uh, Matriciani, as you mentioned, in left back. Um, they talked. Rice had talked about uh, pre-match how you know Bruner was coming back. That means someone had to be on the left, and it's either Iden or Matriciani. And I felt that. Iden was probably going to be the guy, you know, that would have to go to the bench because Matriciani played fairly okay against Stuttgart. He came up big in the, in the early part of the game and held his own. The coach liked his courage, and he deserved a second shot uh, at that left left back spot. We were hurting because no Urinen, no, no Oyan. Uh, and for the second straight game, he's um, he's helped steady that back line. Um, not the best of the back four, but he did his job, and that's all we can ask, right? 
Uh, yeah, I agree. And look, I know you and I um, like to speak about the youth players that are kind of advocates for for seeing more of them. Um, and so there's certain periods of time where there's somebody that's shown flashes and we kind of wish we could get uh, additional looks at them. But I don't think we're overly unfair if a player actually, you know, like, so I don't think it's unfair based on the way that Iden looked. Yeah. It's filling in for Bruner to be like, yeah, give Matriciani the start over there instead. I, I don't yeah. think once again that Iden came in and, um, you know, mandated a serious look for every single match day squad based on his performances. So, yeah, I'm, I was fine with it as well. Um, yeah, naturally, we'd like one of our proper left backs to be available, whether it's Orion or, or Oian, Orin or Orion. Sorry, I almost pronounced their names similarly there. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, Matriciani, you know, he's going to work hard. He's going to put in a shift. Um, he's reasonably well-rounded. And, uh, yeah, as long as it's not like a long-term exposure, I'm fine with it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, shout out to everyone who's uh, watching here right now. And if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to the page and like the video. It would go a long way for sure with our content creation. Um, before I get into the rest of the lineup, uh, you had mentioned how good we've been in the last you know, six games. It's really been an, an incredible run that we have. In the second half of the season, we are the fifth best team in the Bundesliga in terms of points collected. I think we've collected 10 points in the, in the second half of the season thus far. Uh, and the best, I think, is Mainz of all teams. I think they've collected 15 points, I think, or something like that, or 18 points. So, uh, yeah, we're doing really well at the moment. And uh, a big part of it has been our midfield. Mostly the two guys is Kral and Kraus, but they were joined by Eder Balanta in this time. Um, I joked about how a pregame that how fast would it take for Balanta to get a yellow card in this one? 10 minutes, I said. I was pleasantly wrong. Uh, and the Kraus almost beat that time. <laughs> hey, you need an enforce every once in a while, so I don't mind yeah. having a guy like Balanta on, but yeah, yeah. uh, I, I think. I think Kraus, Kral, Balanta, any one of those three is is liable to get a yellow card during the game because they tend to kind of fly around, throw the tackles in, and they're just sort of those sorts of players. So, um, but you know, you like to see that energy, you like to see that um, that edge as well, especially yeah. when you're in a fight like this. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, so with Drexler out, Drexler was out with an apparent injury. He's out for the derby uh, this weekend, Saturday, eleven uh, thirty p.m. Eastern, eleven thirty p.m. eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time, ten thirty. Chicago land time. Um, so instead of seeing Drexel, we saw Salazar and Bulter up top with uh, with Fry. Um, I was okay with it. It was an interesting. I mean, I, I looked at it as a four three three. I mean, I don't know how you how you saw it or four three two one. But Salazar and Bulter, I thought particularly played fairly well. Especially Bulter. Bulter's just been a man on a mission the last two games, maybe three games. It seems like um, thoughts on the on the front three. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I wasn't I wasn't able to watch the first half, so I wasn't able to see kind of what shape they were playing initially, and it was a little bit unclear in the second half. I think once once Belanta was subbed off, then it definitively turned into a four two three one from yeah. what I could tell. But I wasn't yeah. sure, you know, how so how they were setting it up initially if it was you know a four three three or you know Kraus kind of being the the more advanced central midfielder. But um, yeah, you know, Fry still starting, not not particularly surprised to see that. You know, Torada's been playing that that off the bench role recently. Um, which, I mean, once again, I think you have to say is fair for the most part. So it's tough to argue against it. Uh, Salazar, we, yes, we want him on the pitch whenever we can. Um, he does tend to get kind of tired, I feel like, towards the end of games, which is yeah. why, like, you know, having him as a super sub makes sense sometimes because usually by, like, the 65th minute, he's kind of gassed. But um, hugely important for a variety of reasons. And, you know, Bolter, you know, I, I was a little bit critical of him at times this season, um, saying that I don't feel like he trans uh, translated to the Bundesliga level as well as I was hoping he would from the second division. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe this is a flash in the pan, but obviously coming up on the score sheet and finally being the guy to make the impact and, um, had a couple class year performances recently, <clears throat> excuse me, not just because of the goal. So good for him. Um, yeah. love to see it. Love to see 
uh, you know, the enthusiasm and everything. So I think it's a relatively strong lineup, uh, you know, despite some of the injuries and absence we have right now. Yeah, uh, for sure. No, I, th- I think so, 100%. And um, overall, I think it was a his anger translates well to the next level, <laughs> for sure. For sure. We love that. And, you know, I uh, speaking of his anger, there was a play in the game, and I forget who it was. Now it's, it's slipping my head. But someone tried to – he was talking trash to somebody on the other team. I think it was Yanko. And Yanko got in Bolter's face, and Bolter just laughed at him after that. And I, 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 that's Bolter. That's that's Bolter in a nutshell. Um, something I didn't something I didn't notice. We talked about how how Fry has been doing very well for us lately. Um, I didn't realize how ripped that dude is. After the game, you know, they're in the locker room. He's taking his shirt off, and the dude is like completely ripped. I mean, I, yeah, he's a football player, I guess that's expected. Uh, but I was like, okay, all right, trying to be with Cristiano Ronaldo or something. But uh, I can see why he's so uh, versatile on the wing and so mobile. He, I mean, he's he's in great shape, so. Obviously, he can you know move around the pitch very well. Um, does really good on the on the hold up play. It seems like I've noticed Yoshida and and Jens and even Fairman to an extent. Uh, they're all looking for for Fry and Fry isn't necessarily being way up top. He's coming into the midfield and trying to drop it off to the wingers, especially Bulter. Let's him go and plays catch up, which is huge. I think yeah, lately he's more mobile. He can get wider in build up. Yeah, and he can, you know, allow some of those people to run on. Where Torada is definitely more pinned up top, central, you know, target man kind of stuff. So it's a little bit more versatile in terms of how he can progress the ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, I, I, I'm I'm happy with this with this the way this game turned out. Obviously, the results wise, um, we're all pissed off about how. Um, ESPN treated the Bundesliga in the first half of the of the game. Um, luckily, the the Schalke app had the had the the game. Uh, I was listening to the German audio during the, during the watch along, which is a lot of fun with everybody who was on there. Uh, but yeah, second half it, you know, we finally got to see really what was happening. Phil Bonney, friend of the show, was was uh, calling the game, and um, a lot of heart. It wasn't necessarily the prettiest thing to watch. I think what translated from the first half to the second half is. The inability to string passes together, uh, 59% accuracy in passing wasn't the greatest uh, statistic you want to see out there. XG wasn't that good. We overperformed our XG. We got two goals, right? One was an own goal in the first half. Uh, it was, uh, I think, the Bolter shot that ended up going off of Ryman and winning the goal. Um, but it's always, like we talked about first half of the season, how all the bounces went against Shock. All the calls of VAR went against Shock. And the last you know, several weeks... Things are starting to get back into our favor. There was a couple of plays in this game where you know VAR looked looked at things were like no no good good for Chaka whatever. So um, things are balancing out. It seems like as it you would you would imagine to be, but man, it it was at times it was a little worrisome. Yeah, that's what you always hope for over the course of a season is that those sort of calls equalize and that it's not all going one way. But sometimes when you're in the midst of a bad run of form, um, those are the sorts of things that seem to go against you when you when you just like desperately need some sort of break to go your way. You get these extra things that. You know, whether it's a cheap penalty that's given away or whatever the situation is. Um, so, yeah, nice to kind of get out of that that run of um, decisions, at least, that we were having for a bit. Uh, reading some of the comments in here, uh, Pascal says, ESPN failed us. Thank goodness for alternatives. Fry, like a bald Ronaldo, he is a beast. And this comment cracked me up. goes, Fry is that type of guy that has his own name tattooed on his chest. I saw that. I'm like, all right. I mean, Leroy Sané did the same thing. I think he had Leroy Sané had a picture of his tattoo on on of his face on his body somewhere on his back or something. But, uh I'll power to you, man. Uh, I'll power to you if you got if you can do that, pull that off. I can't do that. But uh, shots wise, I mean, you know, going back to your your comments, um, it, we it said we had the advantage and shots, um, especially when we we went up one nothing. Bolcom had a lot of possession this game. It was pretty much 60, 60 30, 37 around there for the entirety of the game. Against Stuttgart, what we saw is early on we had a lot of possession. Once we got the goals, we kind of backed off and let them kind of dictate play. This whole game seemed it seemed like it was mostly Balkum 
Um, though most statistics were even, but the two glaring ones were the XG and the and the passing accuracy. Um, again, I, the result worked, but we cannot succeed long term with pass, passing accuracy that low. It just it's a pet peeve we had about last year, and again with me, I, I just think it's that needs to get better. If anything else, if I want to be nitpicky about anything, it's the passing accuracy. It's been it was, that was pretty bad. Yeah, even our performances where we had um, like some of our better games in in terms of that stat specifically, the numbers still aren't particularly high. No, um, but you know at least once again we took advantage. You know we got we got a bit of luck in the first half, and then we were able to take advantage of um, something in the second half. You know right off the training ground. So um, you know set pieces, man, those things can make up for. Uh, for deficiencies elsewhere we saw that in the first season on tedesco right yeah 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 uh absolutely tedesco's that uh, that team overperformed their xg like like no other right uh and in particular that game uh that we uh the derby game that was coming up this weekend right down four nothing come back and get four goals in a row um absolutely and whenever you could play like someone said like when you play out your ass when you play like crap and then you just pull thing out of your ass and still get wins that's important that's just as important as being dominant you know for however many games it is like i think dortmund's on a 10 game win streak at the moment right and majority of those games are probably really dominant but they're, they've been pulling things out of their ass as well um so uh but what please you know, I, I had a question for you though so so regarding um regarding Bolter's goal the second goal in the, in the second yeah. half um yeah. which which came uh first of all came at, uh, uh, the corner that it came off of was uh Bruner whipping in a nice cross to Torada and so that you know once again Bruner we talk about how he doesn't get forward as much as, as some other players that hasn't been his calling card and it would be nice if he could do that um we had a dead ball situation and, and Jens had nice awareness and vision and kind of played this like low through ball like straight out to to burner in space from a dead ball yeah. situation and he was able to whip something in uh tarada just like seems like every time he gets his head on something it just goes right to the keeper i know so he seems to be reasonably good at, at at winning winning the header and then he just cannot direct it for whatever reason i feel bad for him, either yeah, side yeah nice. anyway but nice play there and i just wanted to shout burner out for that because like i said he's been he's been better over the last like you know couple months than i had, had thought of him previously anyway um yeah, yeah that corner like and in other set pieces and, and like free kick situations this game, I felt as if there was certainly uh, more choreography. Um, and it looks like something that they've been working. And so I was wondering, because when, when Bolter scored that goal, they all ran over. It almost looked like to Gelhouse specifically. Mm. Is he like the set piece coach? Because he's one of the assistants. Like, is, is he in charge of this? Because it almost looked like they did that off the training ground. They all went to celebrate. And they all went off to him. They worked. went to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As opposed to like Rice. Um, and I like, and like I said, on some of the free kicks, there seemed to be more choreography between like Salazar and Tobias Moore when they came on later in that thing. I wonder now that Thomas Rice has kind of like settled down some of the more main components of the play, if they're spending more time in training on sort of those like ancillary things like set pieces and other stuff to try to kind of round out the package. So something it's to kind working. of keep an eye on going forward. Yeah, it's working. And uh, yeah, and I think again, in the watch along, uh, just at that time, just before the, the header came in from from Tarota, I was like, look, we, we need to get another goal here. It's, you know, it's a little too tight for my liking. And you know, we get the corner play, and then all of a sudden Salazar with the – it was a smart play overall. I mean, it's obviously a, a training ground play uh, where Boulter, who normally goes into the box looking for the header, he kind of like drops off and then cuts across the top of the box. Salazar gives a short pass where nobody was on Boulter, and Boulter puts it on target. That's what you got to do, and it went through legs. It got fortunate there, for sure, but great goal. Yeah, but yeah, Boulter likes to like sit near post and flick stuff on yep. a lot. Um, but yeah, he starts kind of like opposite – from where Salazar's corner is kind of behind everybody. And then you have, you know, Maya Yoshida and Jens and Tirada, um, kind of right in front of the goalkeeper, occupying some of those players, kind of boxing out and also trying to, I think, block off some of the, yeah. uh, the vision of the goalkeeper as well. 
And then, yeah, right as Zalza's getting ready, yeah, Bolter peels off, kind of rounds the corner and receives it low, and he just hits it. And Yoshida actually, like, gets out of the way of it. He's doing a good job kind of backing his defender down and then kind of, like, lifts his leg, so it just lets it go through. So, um, yeah, really impressive. Like I said, I keep an eye on whether or not we see kind of more of stuff that seems a little bit more rehearsed because I think that was something that was lacking. That was the first set, set, first set piece goal. No, first corner goal. I think all season, maybe not the first set piece goal, but the first goal from a corner from us all season. So in our hundredth corner kick of the season, I think it was the hundredth set piece. That <laughs> there you go, century funny. mark, perfect yeah. timing. Uh, Pascal says that they studied this set piece. They saw that in after match interview. Said it never worked in practice, but of course it works in uh, it works in the game, which is great there. Um, so Edwin asks, do you guys think? How you doing, Edwin? Uh, do you guys think Kazuki's emergence has a lot to do with Bolter putting a few performances lately? Um, it has something to do with it. I mean, that I, I think Bolter seeing what Kazuki's doing uh, is certainly inspiring, right? Uh, especially a guy who's uh, first time in the Bundesliga doing what he's doing. Um, but Bolter has this in him, and he's struggled at the beginning for whatever reason. Part of it is the team just not performing well enough. Um, and so part of it, I would imagine, is inspiration from seeing like guys like a Kazuki and, and Salas are coming on his with his um, you know performances as a substitute early, I guess, in a rook runda. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's part of that, and part of it is just Bolter getting getting ready, man, getting fighting, in fighting mode, and playing against his old team. Union Berlin probably helped a lot as well, right? Giving him confidence. Yeah, I mean, and- yeah. The one thing I'd say is it's always a good thing if there's competition for places in the squad. Like you always want that, even if you're you know um, a team that's not in your situation and you're going for a title. You still want there to be competitions that people stay sharp and they try to you know if you have people that can kind of slack off because they think they're safe. Yeah. Um, you know, the effort and training is going to drop and that's going to translate to the pitch and everything. So uh, in that sense, yeah, that may have something to do with improved performances from other people, you know, second you add people. But I guess what I would say is, you know, Kazuki tends to play on the right for the most part. Bolter, when he does play in a wing role, is usually on the left. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that Kazuki is a direct replacement for Bolter necessarily threatening his spot. Um, but I do think, you know, that maybe when you bring a couple fresh people in and, and they they show something and flash something that can actually kind of galvanize some of the other guys in the squad and instill some belief in everybody that like, hey, it's like yeah. things haven't been going well for us. But like, here's this kid out here and he's making things happen. Like, you know, let me get back on the pitch. Like, you know, maybe Bolter's itching to get back in there and, and you know, give it another try. So and I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's a guy that doesn't lack self-belief or confidence anyway. Um, he doesn't he doesn't seem that way on the pitch. No. So I, I, I don't know if he would have needed much outward motivation outside of just trying to fulfill whatever goals and um you know he has for himself he is absolutely one of the lightning rods on the team for sure like when he when he is all fired up the team is fired up uh i found it interesting in the game uh before i get into the his accolades after the game but um when tobias moore came on i guess it was for salazar or one of the guys in midfield um i expected automatically oh salazar stayed on the pitch with somebody else is one of the midfield trio um i expect it was Belanta that came off from more, yes I yes 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 i expected Bolter slide over to the right because he's done it before, and Moore, who's more comfortable on his left, to go to his left. Moore stayed on his right, and Bolter stayed on the left. And I think what we said, we, what I thought was that Rice saw that he was cooking on the left hand side, no pun intended, uh, and decided, hey, I'm just gonna keep him out there. If he's gonna do well, let him stay on the left hand side, let him free roam. So, direct quote from Rice: Let him cook. Let him cook. Speaking of cook, someone threw a bag of rice at Salazar, one of the corners. Did you, did yeah. you catch that? Not Thomas Rice, but White Rice. Uh, white and. Rice. Uh, uh, White yeah, rice. I did. I saw. I don't know if somebody was making a joke. If this was actually a quote from Salazar, but I thought I saw a quote tribute to him said that he gets upset when people treat food that badly. Mm-hmm, it's like he like mm-hmm. deflected it. Like he wasn't upset that somebody threw it at him, but he was like, like, why would you do Wasted that to food. a bag of rice? Like, why yeah. rice is dope. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I agree. Yeah, That's my favorite food. Love, <laughs> love Salazar. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, many. There's probably four names you could probably think of that uh, were 
worthy of man of the match. Uh, but of course, the angry tree gets the man of the match uh, in this one. Uh, deservedly so, I think. Obviously, got the goal. Very influential was as his normal stuff, causing causing a stir with the with the opposition when his trash talking and whatever else he does. Uh, I I think it was deserved. So, I mean, uh, thoughts on him and maybe any of the potential players that could have uh, gotten this uh, man of the match. I mean, I, I think especially given how uh, bereft of goals we've been recently, I think when somebody makes the impact he's made, you got to just give it. Yeah, you know, I'm happy to give him. He's the big goal scorer. The first one was the own goal. And that one was important to give us that little bit of uh, cushion. Yeah, couldn't give it to um, Ryman, huh? <laughs> it, to be fair, to, to be fair to Ryman, he actually made a couple of really nice saves yes, later in the match. Uh, the one on Toronto that we already talked about. Uh, Salazar had one where he received the. It was like uh, after he played in the corner, I think, and uh, Jens kind of played it back out to where mm-hmm. he was coming from the corner. He gets around one guy and kind of whips in a ball like uh, to like the near near upper ninety, kind of like I think caught everyone by surprise a little bit. But Riemann was was on top of it. That could have been an on frame shot as well. Yeah. So uh, recovered well at least. But yeah, Bolter. Uh, yeah, nice to see him back on the score sheet. We desperately needed those goals. Fortunately, the defense has been keeping up, and uh, if that's the case, I think the goal scorers are going to be getting our attention quite a bit going forward yeah 100 percent uh Fairman also had a big save in the game as well uh in the first half uh so we, we, you didn't get to see it live because of the tele the televising issue um Boulter for his for his uh efforts were made the uh kicker uh starting 11 also made the who scored uh starting 11 with Salazar interesting formation though with this kicker formation because they have Boulter as almost a wing back uh in this position because he's not the, you know the left wing right there it's or maybe he's a midfielder I don't know but uh nonetheless good uh, for him. yes the three one three three formation <laughs> that we all know and love so well or is it the three one six <laughs> yeah there you go uh william chocolate cannon house says dang i'm late to the party good evening happy victory monday happy victory monday for sure um yeah um overall again happy with the result uh you know looking at the standings we are no longer in last place officially uh, in 17th place, tied with three other teams, Bochum, Hoffenheim, and Stuttgart, one point behind Hertha Berlin. Those are really the five teams that are going to be battling out for those uh, for survival, for the two spots to survive. Um, Hoffenheim is on the horizon after the Riviera Derby. They're on like a five or six game losing streak. They are they look dead in the water for sure. But on the flip side, we got Dortmund coming up, big game, and they're the complete opposite of Hoffenheim at the moment. Um, thoughts on, on how we've been. And to get to this point, I guess we're again we're still a long way over from where the goal is, but we're not at the bottom at least anymore, right? Yeah, you know, I, I think um, we are in about as good a shape as we could have hoped to be going yep. into the Revere Derby, based on you know where we had been to start the rook run here. Um, you couldn't ask for I think better momentum, picking up two wins on the bounce going into that game. Hopefully, it should give us some additional confidence that we can compete. You know, imagine if that Dortmund game had come immediately after, like you know, the dropping that we got at the hands of Leipzig or oh, something. Like yeah. you know, it would have been a bad situation. Um, you know, we often talk about how you know form goes out the window in derbies. This might be one time where we kind of hope that doesn't happen to some extent, just because you know, once again, over the six game run, we've had I think like the third lowest xga. Yeah. in that time and then the yeah. actual like fewest goals conceded so hopefully we can continue that form and that doesn't dissipate but we're going up it's Dortmund team second in the league right now they've overtaken union berlin in that regard um and uh Dortmund, what second best offensive team in the bundesliga third best defense i mean so they're doing it on both ends they're they're a strong squad this season um and unfortunately most of our encounters with them over the past few years have been when there's a significant gulf in 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 class and quality of the players on the squad. So we know it's going to take some doing, but um, you know, we have 
good momentum. We have great spirit. Uh, this team's not going to back down. At least we know yeah. that they got yeah. some. They got some chippy players and everything. And uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe we can make something happen. We've gone up against people at the top of the table recently, like in Union Berlin, right? We got a zero zero. I would take. I would take a draw against Dortmund as well. I think that'd be a huge result for us. Absolutely. Um, I mean, if anything, if we get any kind of points in this game, that's going to be icing on the cake. I mean, we like we said, we got some. Uh, Relegation six pointers up ahead after this game. So anything we get out of this game would even be icing on the cake. Um, uh, Dortmund are on a huge win streak at the moment. They um, they're tied for the league lead and in, in points in terms of the Bundesliga, just behind a goal differential. Fortunately for us, and I say fortunately because they have a big game tomorrow against Chelsea. They're actually up in the first leg against Chelsea, uh, so they're gonna have to play their best guys if they want to move on, which I assume they do. Um, so hopefully some guys will get tired for the game, right? That's the, that's the hope. But that doesn't mean we have to try any less. That's going to be a hard game for us no matter what. Um, obviously, you have some fresh legs. No Drexler is going to hurt. Possibly again, Kazuki or Balanta back. Depends on our second opinion with the doctors. We'll see about that. But, um, yeah, it's going to have to have a good performance. Got to fight. That's what we ultimately want. The game's at home, which is going to help with the crowd. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, if we can find a way to scrape a, uh, a draw on this or, dare I say, even a win, uh, that's going to be a world of confidence for us uh, going forward. So, I mean, think about it. I mean, we were in much worse form when we played Dorman earlier in the season, and that was a 1-0 with a late Makuko goal, right, that, yeah. that made the difference. So it wasn't yeah. as if – I mean, they, they were, to be fair, they were significantly better than us in that game. It wasn't if it was like an even match. Like, the scoreline was close. Dorman was the much – much better team but like you know i mean we're in better form than we were at the time and we held them close last time hopefully we can do it again um like i said i think the, the team is motivated in a good frame of mind um and we'll have plenty of confidence and that's what you need to have when you're going up against a team at the other end of the table um i don't remember if it was our relegation year or the year before we were in piss poor form Dortmund were near the top of the table we won 4-2 that game that helped them that helped. That, that that was one of the reasons Dortmund didn't win the title last season. Was like That's that right. was like, was it the one where Marco Royce got red? Who got red card yes, in that game? Royce got a red card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was wild. That was uh, so unexpected. But that's yeah, that's the only reason I remember that because I just uh, wrote an article on our on our website, uh, the Motherwell Derbies, and talking about some of the best uh, River Derby games in recent memory. And one of those games was that four two game, obviously. So for good reason. So uh, just to shout a quick plug for shockamerica.com there, but. Uh, Going back, yeah, this game against Dortmund is going to be—it's going to be a huge game. Obviously, they got some players that are going to be—we uh, have to worry about. I mean, top of the list has to be Jude Bellingham at the moment. I mean, whether he plays or not, because it, because the game on Wednesday, I'm sure he'll play at some point, whether he starts or not. Uh, he is a fantastic player, right? Just another some other players. Sebastian Heller, good to see he's back healthy, right? No disrespect to him. Um, don't don't care if he plays for the rivals. You know what he's gone through—it's kind of been hard, but he's a t- he's a great player. Royce. Rokoku is another player. Gio Reyna, if he plays, I don't know if he will be. I think yeah, you I mean, substitute on a lot on recently, on right? Gio Reyna. He's actually been nothing. He hasn't even started in the last. That's what I mean. He's been an yeah, unused yeah. like substitute yes, yes, recently, yes, yes, a correct. bunch for some reason. Um, and, and, and immediately before that, had been in reasonably good form. I think after the World Cup, right when all the drama yeah. was going on, and he kind of came out and had a couple big goals or whatever to kind of like quiet everybody and was doing that. And so he was, like, he was doing this, I don't know. And this yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So so part of me is kind of like I kind of hope we don't see Gio Reyna because it's going to hurt me if he scores against us. But at the same time, if Dortmund has to score, I'd probably rather it be Gio Reyna because it helps his career than anybody else. So yeah. uh, I kind of conflicted there, but. Uh, Hopefully it's 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 no Dortmund goals we have to worry about at all. Maybe yeah, an own uh, maybe an own goal by Gio Reyna or something. Huh? Yeah. He scores and it's for us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean they got so many good players on their team. 
um, that we got to worry about. It's not like, you know, some of these teams we played recently where it's like, oh, they got one or two players who really got a key on. Bolkham, for example, no disrespect to them, but Philip Hoffman, he's the guy you got to really definitely, you know, focus in on. Uh, Yanko is another guy, but uh, Dortmund, it's pretty much our whole team. So it's pretty much we have to be focused for 90 minutes plus, probably got to say 95, 99 minutes, um, which is not a bad thing because chances of you staying on your game and, and those those little blips are I think less likely in a situation like this coming up this weekend because you're so focused. Everyone's dangerous. You got to get be on your game the whole time. Whereas a, you're playing a team that has maybe one or two guys that you got to worry about. You maybe get lost out of the game if it gets really dull or uh, the, it's a really low point in the game. And then boom, they hit you with a far goal like Borna Sosa. So um, I think, I don't think the guys, our guys will be too troubled by that. I think they're going to be ready for this game. Obviously it's a big Derby game. It's at home. The crowd will not let you be, you know, you know, lackadaisical. So, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this game. I don't know about you. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for most of your derbies, regardless of uh, kind of the context for them. It's it's obviously one of the best fixtures in, in European and world football. So um, always an occasion worth tuning in for. And uh, yeah, given what's on stake uh, for both teams at the moment, it only, you know, lends a little bit extra to that. And Dortmund level on points um, with Bayern at the moment. And then, of course, Schalke level on points with Three other teams and only one point off of Harris Berlin at the bottom. So uh, close competition um, at both sharp ends of the Bundesliga at the moment. And this game has uh, implications on both those fights. If you're in the chat right now, you got any questions or comments for us before we, we sign out of here, please let us know. Uh, I'm going to show a quick video. Uh, it was a cool video after the game. Uh, Fairman kind of leading the cameraman to the uh, to the, the south end there. And let me uh, play the video here for you guys. Teams all fired up. I you know, loved it. <laughs> Boys were happy. The boys are having fun. You know, they're having a lot of fun there. Let me turn the audio down. I can hear my ear. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the, uh, obviously for good reason. We're celebrating like we are. Uh, Mini River Derby, you get a victory. Let's go with the big, the big River Derby, the main River Derby, and get a victory as well if we can, or at least points. Question came in about uh, I don't know if you saw this about the, the hubbub mm-hmm. about Cherlinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly trying to work a deal with Burnley to get him back. Thoughts on on, on Darko possibly coming back to Schalke? Yeah, it sounds like maybe exploring a loan move in the summer. Um, I mean, we remember that Trilinov is, is a player that obviously we wanted to retain, and it was yeah. a player that, uh, wanted to stay. that yeah, that wanted to stay as well. Trilinov expressed publicly an interest in me staying at Schalke. Good mates with Zalatar, right? Um, mm-hmm. So uh, reuniting the two of them would be great. Um, you know, we've seen the emergence of Kazuki right on the right hand side, but I mean, imagine if we had had Tronov all campaign out of that right wing as well. Um, he was important, you know, down the stretch for us, uh, second half of the season, particularly, I think. Um, you know, when we made that kind of run at the end of the table, Tronov was, was an X factor, so would have been nice to get him back. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see how that develops. Something to kind of keep an eye on in the background as we uh, go through the rest of the season here, yeah, uh, 100%. I think, you know, not that we're going to get him this season, but I mean, imagine. Schalke do find a way to come with some kind of agreement now, right? Imagine what that'll do for Salazar. You know, we know what it'll do with him when he's on the pitch. You know, they're, they're great mates. Uh, and obviously, he did so well for us last year. You know, he one of the X factors we talked about last year in the Svaita Liga. Um, but imagine if somehow they were to agree to a deal now or, you know, in the next coming weeks. Salazar excited. This goes on a run after that. And then it helps Bultura. It helps Toroda. It helps Fraya. It helps the whole team out. Uh, I think it would do a world of confidence for Salazar. They got to find a way to get it done now so that Salazar can, you know, start be getting pumped up for that. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, I would not be upset about a, tr- you know, Trilonov Kazuki 
right wing oh, rotation, yeah. you know, oh, next yeah. season. So yeah, not bad. You can even slide at times. You can slide Bolter in the middle and put uh, Turlin off on the left. We've seen him in the left as well. Yeah, it's so many options at that point. Uh, one of the question is uh, from Anthony: How many points do you guys think Shaw can get through the remainder of the season? Eric says we need fourteen. Um, so someone put this out there already, and I don't remember. If, I think it was um, our friend Peppo. Um, from the uh Blauer Salon, he said uh 31. If we can get 31 points, we're almost guaranteed to stay up next season. That's 11 points from now. Yeah, I can do my math. So 11 points there. I mean, 14 would be nice. Um, like I said, we have we have to beat the teams in direct competition with us, and that is the Hoffenheims, the Hertha's, the Augsburgs, and if you can steal a point from Werder or, or Mainz, even um, that's even icing on the cake. But you got to beat the teams around us, Jack. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the tables from the past few seasons, but my understanding it usually is in the Bundesliga somewhere around you know, like 33 points or something that you'll probably need in order to to find a way to stay up. Um, yeah. So that's that's still going to take some doing, obviously. We've been on a nice run recently, but still only 19 points despite that. That's how bad the first half of the season was for us. You know, we've, uh-huh. we've, picked, uh-huh. up, uh, we've picked up points of some kind in six consecutive uh, matches, including two wins on the bounce and uh, – we only have 19 from all of those. So most of those obviously coming recently um, need to keep going. We're going to have to find a couple more wins as well. It can't be, you know, these zero zero draws we're having too. So that's why it's hugely important that we've been getting some goal production. Uh, hopefully that continues. Hopefully the squad continues to get healthy. I know we have Drexler injured, but hopefully we get, you know, Ernan and Oe on back. Um, you know, maybe we see Sepp Vandenberg at some point this mm-hmm. season as well. Uh, Kazuki, you know, returning. So uh, yeah, we'll see how things go. Um, we I stressed about this last year, and I think you did as well, and it, it holds true for this year on the flip side. So last year we talked about we want to be in one of the the absolute promotion, promotion spots last year. We didn't want to be in the playoff because you never know what can be happening in the playoff. And same thing here goes. I'd rather us be completely out of, this, out of the relegation zone as opposed to the 16th spot, which is a playoff, play-in game. Um, I don't want to take those chances because you never know. And, you know, this year you got – Hamburg and Darmstadt and a couple of teams. There's some really good teams uh, down. This fight the league is always fun, right? I, I kind of wish I'd been watching more of this, more of this, this season. That's so caught up with Schalke, but um, we got to be completely out out of the relegation fight. We got to be in 15th or higher, um, and honestly, have a little gap in between too. So I mean, we just got to do our job here. It's going to be interesting, but uh, let's keep it going. to Dortmund this weekend. See what we can get. Get a positive result uh, either way. And uh, I'm excited about this, Jack. Um, Saturday game. Yeah, I mean, listen. The only positive spin to finishing 16th is maybe a crossover episode with uh, with Matthew and Ava to uh, preview our our relegation playoff opponent. Uh, you know, them being sort of the resident Bundesliga two experts. Yeah. But yeah, I would obviously much rather have uh, um, you know secured safety if possible. And shout out to the Spite the Liga podcast. Uh, those two do a fantastic job. They've been doing it for years too. We've had Ava on here before. We've had Matt on beyond before as well. Um, so it'd be nice to catch up with them, just uh, hopefully in better conditions for Schalke, right? So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no, definitely shout out, definitely give them a follow. They're awesome. Um, let's see what that William says. Uh, Hoffenheim, Sukart, and Hertha are looking rough. We just need more Irma points to them. Yeah, that's the main ma- name of the game right there. Um, I got nothing else in the ascendancy, in the certainly. Yeah. yeah, I don't either. Yeah. It's just it's nice. It's nice to have a couple pods in a row where we're relatively positive. Um, they've been few and far between, so it, it's 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 good. Yeah um it's nice to talk to about Rice. goals too yeah nice to talk about yes goals. yes yeah i mean that's what even when we were talking about you know improved or positive results still not a ton to talk about in terms of uh you know highlights from the matches because it was zero zero draws over the place no one's scoring but um you know that bolter that back heel ridiculous uh and then of course this one off the off the training ground nicely taken as well so good stuff to review um final comments let's uh rice i mean 
I think he's done a fantastic job considering how we were and how he came in with, you know, just a couple games before the the mid World Cup break or whatever. Uh, but he's really adjusting. The team looks disciplined, looks, at least defensively, are much improved than we were before. So not enough good things to say about Rice at the moment. Also, solid winter window without Schroeder. Yeah. Oh, Chris, speaking Chris of... Too. You know speaking I mean? of who, speaking of which, let's not talk. Let's not talk about okay, it. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, that's just let's sad. Makes me moments. upset. <laughs> if we win, we could be 14th. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, I think most of the chat knows what we're referencing in terms of the Schroeder news. But yeah, yeah. anyway, yeah, no, yeah, it's a good point. That's a good point. So, all right, um, we we've got two wins in a row. We've did watch longs <laughs> both those games. It's gonna have to continue. I'm gonna have to tell my wife and kids. I'm sorry. We it's River Derby. So watch along this Saturday, 11.30 Eastern. I won't ask you, Jack. Will this surprise us? <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I, do have, I do have plans in the city uh, Saturday. Yeah, okay. J- Jacob Jones, Judas in all caps, is referencing the, uh, the Schroeder situation. No, Schroeder's a legend for what he did for us, but yeah, that's that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I have plans in the city on Saturday. I am going to see if I can be late to those plans so that I can go to the Schalke watch party in the city which I have not been to probably since before the COVID times. Okay. Uh, but I might see if I can link up with Shaka Chicago um, at the New York Social Club and uh, do it there. But there will be a watch along. I will be there. Uh, unless I find a watch along near here, then I might take the podcast there. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Let's not get, let's not get crazy here. Uh, baby steps. Uh, yeah, Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? At JM Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter. Hey, oh. Undefeated. Hey, oh. I'm telling you, man. Undefeated, undisputed. Uh, you can follow me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Uh, Shock America. Make sure you go to shockamerica.com. Check it out. We're trying to keep up with some articles here and there. Just, we just dropped a, uh, the best derbies of recent memory. Uh, so check that out. Get hyped for the game this Saturday. Um, obviously, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe and like uh, our YouTube page and follow us on all over social media. Uh, and then, obviously, if you want to get some gear like this uh, Angry Cheese shirt, go to uh, uh, teespring.com slash shockamerica. So, all right, Jack. Chat, you've been awesome. Thank you once again. You bring it every week. Uh, again, everyone in the Discord, you guys have been awesome. Fun chat with you guys during the weekend, even during the games. If you haven't joined Discord yet, we'll keep sending the link out. Look out for that, too, as well. Fun, fun times there with not only just Shock Americans, Shock Canadians, and Shock Shaka fans all around the world in general. So good stuff there. So, Jack, for Richard, I'm Richard. <laughs> Got to say it for myself. Talking to third person here. I'd say I'm excited for this game. Uh, let me get out of here. Let's get out of here. So, uh, cook out.